Hey everybody, welcome back. I am Joe the Widget. We are back for a ner- another nerdy week. I am joined by my fellow co-hosts, the awesomeness that they are, starting with Mr. Rook. Yeah, it's going to be a good show. I don't want to take too long, so let's get nerdy. And of course, Mr. Archon. Mr. Archon, yes, we got lots of information for you today. Bunch of news, bunch of things happened over the weekend, so let's go. And like usual, we are we are continuing with our, our series, I should say, of like big topics. And today we are going to be talking about the, the cons, the conventions uh, that include gaming conventions as well as the comic cons. We're going to talk about those, go into that a little bit today. We have our weeks in nerddom. And we got a lot of information about BlizzCon, which kind of prompted this episode because BlizzCon did come was this weekend, and they did have a lot of information about it. So we're gonna get into that. But first, I want to hear what you guys have been up to this week. I had a busy week, very very busy week, um, especially with nerdy things, I guess. And usually, I, usually I try and balance my nerd life and my regular life, and uh, this week my nerd life kind of took over. Um, your nerd wife? Should I tell Lena? <laughs> my nerd wife. My nerd wife. Life, life, life. Uh, Lena is my nerd wife, by the way. Fair enough. Um, she She's even nerdy enough to where she actually listens to this show, which is well, impressive. Well, hi, Lena. <laughs> hi, Lena. But, uh, yeah, I finished off the season finale this week of, of Gen V, the spinoff from The Boys. I was kind of raged at the end because there's there's shows that leave you with a cliffhanger and this one just left you with a cliffhanger over a giant chasm like are you kidding me like what yeah i really 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 hope this show comes back for a season two or at least they continue this storyline on the boys or something because man the news that i saw actually a little bit ago when i was searching nerd news said that they did talk about the tie-in with the boys and what they're going to be doing with that oh so i hope so i I don't know much anything else a little bit but yeah, I'm not going to give any spoilers for those who haven't seen it. Obviously, it's only been out a couple of days, but dang, it was it was an, a very interesting ending. Um, other than that, uh, I was playing on Widget's Minecraft server a lot. Um, I'm really starting to get into the whole more designing part of it, and I was watching some videos yesterday and talking to him he's, a bunch. And, I'm going to let everyone know right now, he's annoying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is wrong. This is broken. No, no, this is broken. Can we fix this? Well, he's yeah, right. No, no, I'm not going to deny that he's right. But come on, man. <laughs> hey, hey. But now I'm starting to get to the point, especially after watching some of the videos I watched yesterday, where I don't have to tell him about all the broken things. Only the ones that I can't fix. If I can fix it, I can fix it. Otherwise. I gotta tell him if he's got to edit files or something like that, but uh, which happens a lot, especially with the the class system. We've been trying to rebalance it, so we've actually been playing the game a lot. Him and I mm-hmm. getting used to it. Like I'm trying to get to the. We have these classes called master classes in the game. I don't know if we talked about this on the air, but we have to get three classes to level thirty. That a specific three to get unlock a master class, which then you can start playing from level one, and it's like a, a bigger combination of all three of those. So we've been trying to get through those and testing, and we've already found at least one problem in nearly every class that we've been testing. Fun. But, but that's the reason why yeah. we test it. And if we had more people testing, if you want to join, it, uh, the the link is on our Discord for the IP. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we could use some more people in there playing and having fun and 
letting us know some things that could use a little tweaking. Um, when I first started developing this server, we had 200, 200 to 400 people playing it constantly, and it was awesome. A lot of testing going on then, too much where I could keep up. So I had like five admins helping me out during that time. So I really didn't get too much done in terms of repairing. But yeah, um, it is gonna. It is on Java edition only, so that's beyond PC, and you have to go to version 1.9.4. I'm working on ways, looking into it, about updating it to modern Minecraft, but it, I don't know if it's going to happen. But anyway, back to you, Archon. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, I also started a new playthrough on Starfield, um, which is going really well. But if you want the details on that, then you have to listen to Starfield Raw because I talked all about it on episode 15. Go check it out there. Um, I also started playing another new game called Warcraft Rumble. Um, it's it's the new game, mobile game that Blizzard just released kind of during BlizzCon that's very similar in nature to, like, Clash Royale, but has its differences, of course, and it's actually really fun. Uh, the only problem I have with it is that, like, I can play it for an hour and a half, and my battery on my phone goes from, like, 86% down to, like, 20 It trains with the battery so bad. And I have, like, a newer iPhone, so I don't know. It drains really fast. Other yeah. than gaming... I've been, uh, I, I started checking out with my wife, me and her started checking out that new Goosebump series that they have on, uh, Disney Plus and Hulu, since they're connected now. How is that? It, it, I really, really like it. It's nothing like the 90s show. Um, the 90s show, they did, like, a different episode for every book. It was super campy. This is, like, an actual television show where every single episode ties into each other, but each episode is kind of about parts of one of like parts of the book has elements of the book okay. so that it's tied to but it's got like Justin Long's in it um it's got a couple other um couple other B-list stars that you've you've seen before but don't really know their names and a couple other actors that are like new and upcomers who are actually really good actors um and it's it's actually done really well I was actually really surprised at how well Justin Long does creepy. Like, he <laughs> can do creepy really, really well. So, that man's an amazing actor. Um, I, I really love the show so far. I'm only uh, it's three or four episodes in. Never even heard of it. I don't have Disney+, Plus. So I have Hulu, though, which I watch that a lot. I have aren't never they, heard of that. Aren't they connected? Like, if you have one, you have both now? No, Hulu is yeah. still standalone. Disney Plus is the only one that gives you the option to have Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus. Huh. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Disney. I know it's, ooh, not yeah, a fan. But I, I didn't. The only thing I would watch on, on Disney Plus would be Star Wars, and that's it. It that's is really on Hulu, though. It's there. It's really you should check I it watch. out. It's pretty good. It's on both ser streaming services. But anyway, that was pretty much my week. All right, what about you, Rook? Well, my week was uh, pretty boring. I'm still working on finishing up on LEGO Masters. I'm on episode four near the end of that. Um, I worked a lot on Jets. Uh, got turned down for a uh, promotion. Oh, you didn't get it? Interview. Nah, you I didn't, didn't tell me, enough. man. Yeah, I didn't wait to hear. <laughs> I didn't interview well enough. Actually, all of the guys who I work with, all the guys and gals got uh, turned down on the interview because uh, they didn't interview well enough. Tell us about what you do for a profession. I'm sure some of our listeners would like to know that. All right. And what so, you can tell. 
Right now, what I can tell you is I work on fighter jets as an aircraft supervisor. Um, I was an avionics technician where I worked on the electronics of aircraft, but uh, the past year I moved up in the world to supervision and now I lead the maintenance on two or three aircraft. I was proud of him when he got that promotion. Really, really proud of him. It was about time, man. Thanks. Yeah, I love it. That sounds like a pretty awesome job. It's a very nerdy job. <laughs> kind of is, yeah. <laughs> when I worked on aircraft, it was I was in heaven. Well, yeah, because it's not like one of the old prop planes, Cessna airplanes you see flying around at small airports. It's yeah. a fighter jet, so it actually makes a lot of work. I actually met Rook at a a job where I was an avionics technician with him, mm -hmm. working on uh, military aircraft drones. Yep, it was fun. See, and now if you guys go back to episode one and listen to all of their favorite games, you'll understand why he has so many that involve flying aircrafts. <laughs> yep. right. Now well, you know. Now you know. I have... I graduated high school in 2002. I'm not going to tell when I did. I was, went into the Navy, and for since then, in 2002, I've been working aircraft electronics. So... Yeah. When Joe graduated high school, the world was still black and white, so... I'm going to just zen that out. <laughs> yeah, I will not fun. reply. You're not that much older than we are. I no. also graduated in 2002, so... I graduated in right, the 90s, that's all I'm going to say. Well, you we're graduated in the late 90s. 90s. Late 90s, late 90s early yeah. 2000s, so you're not that much different than no, us. No, no. I was 97 hey. graduate. Guys... If you think about it, we grew up in the best generation. We started off with the Atari systems, worked our way up through that. Computers, worked our way up through that. Music media, transferring from 8-track to cassette to CD to <laughs> what yep. it is now. The whole nine yards from Atari 2600. I remember when I was eight years old, running to my best friend's house down the street because he got the latest and greatest game at his home. It was Space Invaders for the Atari 2600. I remember that vividly. Wow. And then the Super Nintendo and all that. Oh. The, the, the one gaming moment that stands out to me is I remember on my birthday one year getting Super Mario Brothers 3. And it was the <laughs> greatest thing that I could ever have wanted. And I'm going to tell you guys another little story, too. After you're, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you like, like, like some new year. Dude, dude, we're branching off into really nerdy stuff that's what this show is yeah. about but do it so my mom and dad or hyper my mom in particular not so much my dad but my mom hyper religious grew up in a christian home and she banned tv from the house for like Ooh. three years and banned me from video games for three years so I did was draw and I, I can go into the nerdy stuff I did as a kid and you'd be blown away but Legos in particular was my go-to but one Christmas, my parents surprised the snot out of me. And I had I had a, an uncanny ability to guess my gifts, and it drove my parents insane how accurate I was. So they started doing really weird stuff to try to fool me. And one thing they did is they, had, they managed to put in a Super Nintendo diagonally into a really small box, squeeze all the components in, and weighted it down with two bricks. <laughs> So I would not guess. I had no clue. I opened my first one. There were three identical boxes like that, and it was a Game Boy. Yes, people, the original black and white Game Boy. 
And then the second box was all the peripherals, like that you could have that big screen and the extra speakers. You snap it in there, and it was crazy huge. And it went off of like four AA batteries in two days. <laughs> and then the third box, the final box, was my Super Nintendo. And being banned from video games for three years, which I still went to my cousin's house every single weekend and played Super Nintendo every weekend. All the time I could during the week. But, and it had Donkey Kong Country on it. It was one That's of the first games game. they gave me. And it happened to be my one of my absolute favorite games for Super Nintendo. Nice. Yeah. My mom did something similar when I got my PlayStation, my very first PlayStation 1. She put it in a box. It was, it was in the PlayStation box inside of another box. And that box was inside of a huge box that had like 10 pound weights and like eight other gifts and like everything was all wrapped and it was all inside this big box so that there was no way I could guess anything because it was all inside one big giant box. <laughs> all of my gifts were in there. So I had to unwrap the giant box to get to all the smaller boxes so that there was no guessing that year. I was <laughs> kind of furious because I loved guessing my gifts. Me and, and Archon became you. friends um, pretty quick through World of Warcraft and it was because we were like freaking twins, non-biological mm-hmm. twins. It's hilarious. You can see so many similarities in in our life and what we like, but it's crazy. Um, what was I also going to say? Nope, that's it. Oh, I wasn't going to tell you how I got my first PlayStation. I bought it myself with money from my first job. Ooh. Look at you growing so, up. Yeah, <laughs> difference in that time period. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't oh, even yeah. old enough for a job yet. <laughs> <clears throat> I, my first job I had when I was 14 and it was under the table because I was helping a neighbor build fences. Yeah. <laughs> I was a uh, cook at a pizza parlor when I was 16. Nice. All what right. What so, doing, Rook? Back to my, back to my weekend, Nerdum. <laughs> back to what we were doing. Uh, I had, a, I found out uh, after our D&D succession uh, this last weekend, the, the DM reached out and was like, I need to revamp my backstory. Because it seemed like I wasn't getting involved with the characters. So I ended up just revamping it to where I got to when I appeared randomly on the ship. Um, while the ship's crew was very against me because, you know, a portal opening up on their ship out of nowhere. <laughs> um, the party worked with me and uh, was more interested in me just appearing out of nowhere. And so that's how I tied my story ended up tying into them and now I'm a gun for hire because you know I have to make money somehow to do my traveling to find my way back home. We really need to do a tabletop episode and I think for the episode we're going to bring my son on cuz he yeah, is that he's be a good one. huge for that. So there you go Tim. I'll let you know the details <laughs> when we figure that out. Drop well, the deets man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I've also been watching this YouTube channel called Be Amazed. Oh, I love them. They have <laughs> I a, them lot a lot of cool stuff. <laughs> now, there I was love one, their reaction to things. Yeah, one of their episodes, though, they, they were very incorrect. And I did message them about it, like, hey, this section, you guys were completely off. And they messaged me back, yeah, yeah we, we, we realized that, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty cool. Yeah, but I like them. Um, played some Baldur's Gate 3. Played, uh, I literally made my Dragonborn Monk from my, my first character with the D&D group I'm in. My first character was a Dragonborn monk, so I literally remade him in Baldur's Gate 3 and found out they can dish out a lot of damage but can't take a hit for the life of them. That's something so different than my monk, because my monk is the last one standing all the time in my group. 
No, mine's the first one everybody goes after. <laughs> I survive no problem. I don't get it. Like, my warrior goes down and my mage go down rapidly all the time, but not myself and my cleric. Yeah, but it doesn't help when um, you decide to go up against all the gnolls and they all decide to shoot you three times in a row. Oh, you did the gnolls part. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, been thinking about getting back into my audiobooks. I was downloading a lot of them. And uh, I want to finish off my week in Nerdum with saying hi to all of our active nerdy chatters. Illness, Phoenix, Venus, Boone, and Fort Giraffe. We have a lot more on our Discord, but they are by far the most active. Yeah, they're oh, yeah. very, very active. That's why I said our most active. <laughs> I had fun talking to Illness. Him and I chatted on voice chat yesterday for a little while when he was on his way home. Cool guy. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Dude, I liked what he showed us about his arcade, home arcade. <laughs> yeah, jealous. his Not gonna home lie. arcade is, is legit. <laughs> yeah. That looks so fun. Wish I had so the space fun. to do something like that. Uh, I got a little bit of space in my basement. I just got to convince, uh, convince I'm, I'm going to be redoing a, my living room, and um, I'm going to be putting an arcade cabinet or two in there. Nice. I, I'm, yeah. I have two in particular that I want to get for sure. Killer Instinct. And Mortal Kombat 4. Oh, yeah, yeah, good ones. Because Mortal Kombat 4 was the first game I ever won a tournament with. An actual you public can tournament. Actually, you can actually get pretty cheap. I've seen them online at one of those cabinets, like a fighting cabinet, because, you know, it's got the right controls for it. But that has, like, all of the fighting games in on it. Uh, I, it's like a 201, but it'll it'll have, like, all your Mortal Kombat. Yeah, your I've seen those. Your, your, you know what uh, game... Street Fighter, uh, what is it? Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, I love that one. You know what arcade you need to get? Hmm? The, it's a classic, man. Area 51. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude. TMNT. Or, or Time Cop. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or the one that you yeah. sit down in, the Star Wars one that you sit down <laughs> oh, yeah. in. Oh, that's one of my favorite. That, that's like the best Star Wars I grew up there, in a little town called Mojave in California, and my cousin and I... They, yeah, well, it actually had really great memories from that little town. But there was a little arcade that they put up back in the early 90s. And we would go in there all the time, me and my cousin. And they had Mortal Kombat just released. So I would quickly go in and spend most of my quarters on Mortal Kombat. And if I had a lookout looking for my mom or my dad. <laughs> and if one of them came close, I booked it. Someone else took over my game and I was over playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or something like that. <laughs> but we would spend all of our... All of our earnings. I did lawns and stuff like that all week, and all that money went to the arcades. Dude, we'd go on band trips in high school, and they'd always stop at a mall to feed us, and all my money, except for just enough to get a burger, would be at the arcade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want to hear something really nerdy that's a major throwback is, like, on the corner of my street that I lived on, there was a video store. And in the back, they sold, like, everything nerdy. Every week, I'd go down and spend my allowance. I'd buy two packs of Magic cards and spend the rest on as many Pogs. Yeah, I was like, going to just bring up Pogs. That's hilarious. Oh, God. I, I remember them. so many Pogs. I played that religiously Me every too. single day with, like, everybody I knew. Our I neighborhood had, was just obsessed with that. You know those four-foot tubes? I had, like, six of them. One of them was full of nothing but slammers, and the rest were all full of pogs. I had I a had trash one, bag full of pogs. I had a, I had a four-foot four tube of nothing but eight-ball pogs. 
<laughs> nice. Oh, dude. My prize slammer was solid steel, steel and looked like a hubcap. Yeah, mine. I didn't lose. Like a little, mine looked like a gold hourglass. It was about an inch and a half tall, and it was like the normal size on the bottom, normal size on the bo- on the top, and it kind of got skinny and then got big again. And you just drop that thing right on the edge, and it would flip everyone over every time. That's cheating. Like Love mine. That thing. <laughs> I can't remember. That's I, why had I, had, I just can't remember how much I had of them. That's God, why I, I had so many tubes full, because I would buy them, and I would win them like crazy. Yep, all the time. We, we would actually, while we also had pogs, we also shot marbles. Yeah, it's like also, old, old, old school. I remember that. Yeah. I also, for a very short amount of time, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I used to play a game that was very similar to Magic the Gathering, but it was Star Wars. Yes. And you could play either the, the, the light side or the dark side. Oh, yeah. That was that was my other, other one for just a little <laughs> while, but I had tons. If I knew where my original box of Alpha and Beta Magic cards are, I would... <laughs> Probably not be doing this podcast because I'd be right. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! You can still be rich and do the podcast, man. No, let me tell you, I at least two. I pulled at least two Black Lotus cards, and as soon as I pulled them, I put them in a case, so I know those things are pristine. I just don't know where they're at. Yeah, when you find them, you're gonna buy us all the best equipment. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say, I want to say they're in my dad and stepmom's basement oh that'll be great then i would go recommend looking for them they live in tennessee i can't just hop hop on down there anytime i feel like it it's 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 a hike well so. if you get confirmation that they were there then i would say yes buy a dang blind ticket and get if, over there right if, now <laughs> if i had confirmation that they were there um my stepmom she's got a lot of health problems and my dad passed away like 10 years ago so if i had confirmation from her that they were there which would involve her having to go downstairs into the basement, which is unlikely. I would be in a car today. Right. And on my way down there. <laughs> Raw no nerdy, shit. sponsored by Archon. <laughs> exactly. And the Black Lotus. <laughs> Raw, Lotus. Raw, Raw nerdy, sponsored by Black Lotus. <laughs> That'd be funny as hell. Uh, so the problem with me going last on my week is that my week has kind of like already been said. <laughs> Makes it kind of hard. <laughs> Yeah, you did basically the same thing we all did. Well, yeah, I, I spent a lot of my time on the Minecraft server with Archon, fixing all the bugs, and I, I did a new quest line in the main story. Yeah, we. <laughs> but I could go on all day about that Minecraft server and everything we put into it, all the skills and spells and quests and money and property and pets and gambling. And, <laughs> and I put two and a half years of my life into that server on and off. I'm proud of it. Even it is a little buggy. It's an amazing server. Amazing. And I've only, I've been playing it for a couple of weeks now and I've only seen a fraction of it. So there's still so much more I haven't even seen and so much more we're going to add to it. So yeah, I've got two quest, quest hubs right now that are in the works and I don't even know where to begin with them. And I have at least two that I want to make and one yeah. that I already made. I just have to put all the quests and stuff in. So that's the fun part. All the writing. Yeah. Yeah, we, we found out something. Like I have these little items that are rare drops off of world bosses, world spawn bosses, that are like a 1% chance you can that they'll drop. And they're, little, they're just collectibles. They don't really do anything. They're like an enchanted stick, for instance, called the bully stick or the beat stick. You can't really do anything with it. It's a collectible. So people on the server used to love collecting them, see what they get. But we actually figured out a way where you can trade them in 
for money and other goodies. So that was a big win. Mm-hmm. And I did get, I got cut up on Lego Masters just like Rook. I've always been a big Lego junkie my entire life. And it's just, it's an amusing show. It's so cheesy at times, but it's a lot of fun. And I, I can't really decide who I want to win, but it, it's not going to be those, those two annoying guys. Uh, I wish I could be as creative as those people off the top of my head when building Lego. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the two guys that are supposedly the bad guys annoy the living snot out of me. Yeah. Other than that, um, I did play a, lo- a little bit more Baldur's Gate, especially this weekend, and I got I'm almost done with Act 2. So I'm kicking some butt. Level eight, making a lot of bad choices, having to reload. <laughs> it's been my rolls just stink. And yeah, I've been um, I travel a lot for work. I am an IT specialist for a a union, a home provider, home care providers union out here in California. And I, I support twelve offices, but three of them are primarily mine. Four of them are, and I go to them quite frequently. So I'm driving several hours, at least two or three times a month, and I'm listening to audiobooks constantly and. I have been re-listening to Dungeon Carl, Dungeon Crawler Carl. They are hilarious, they are stupid, and I highly recommend them. But my favorite audiobooks, the third one is coming out at the end of this month, and I cannot wait for it. Um, I have mad respect and jealousy for this author because he's very good. And he's like, <laughs> he was he's a farmer from Canada that made these books, wrote this the first one, I forget what that site is where it's like a free share for books and people just write them and, and post them. His, his became super popular, picked up a publisher, and got put on audiobook, and it's called Beware of Chicken. Hmm. They are incredible. And, uh, you talk about Goodreads? Um, Someone I, I can think of that's a share. No, not, I don't think it was Goodreads. It was one of those. I, I, I almost put my books on those. but. Nice. um. And I'm trying to get my books as audiobook. Really, really trying to. Audible said that what they need is they need people to write into Audible requesting my book. And when they get enough of those, they will offer me a contract and they'll get that set up. So if you're listening, you know, go to Audible and say email them. Say, hey, can we um, can we have Emperor of Continua? I've done it. And I did it on my other email address, too. I did it on two different ones. I appreciate that. So hopefully they get picked up. But Dungeon Carl, Dungeon Crawler Carl is really interesting. It's about these uh, aliens, like the whole intergalactic thing, but we, that we didn't know existed, chose our planet for mining resources. And so they crushed every single building all over the planet all the same night. And the people who did not get crushed by the crushing of all the buildings were, were put into a dungeon, which happens to be this huge intergalactic um, TV show. And it's all about them surviving. This this fantasy blended dungeon where they actually get classes and stuff like that later on, but and his cat, his ex girlfriend's cat was with him, and she wound up getting um, the ability to speak because of a special little treat, and now she's one of the crawlers with him, and it's hilarious. I have to take a look at that. That sounds pretty interesting. Um, just don't listen to it with kids around. It's got a lot of language and stuff. So watch it with kids around. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I listen to everything with headphones on, so not that, a That's problem. a good move. Yeah, but that, Beware of Chicken, are two of the ones I recommend. Um, but let's get into the news, guys. Let's talk about BlizzCon. Yeah, there's so much happened at BlizzCon this week. I mean, they announced something for pretty much every one of their major titles. 
first things first, uh, Phil Spencer, the head of Microsoft, made a surprise appearance at the opening ceremony. Um, this was the first time he's ever made an appearance at a Blizzard event since they acquired Blizzard. So that was pretty big. Um, the, one of the first things that they announced was Diablo 4 expansion, Vessel of Hatred, which they went pretty in-depth into it and uh, talked about how this expansion is going to follow Mephisto after the whole Lilith thing, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, we haven't really heard much about Mephisto throughout the series yet, so that'll be kind of interesting. World of Warcraft also made a ton of announcements, the first of which was a three-expansion World Soul Saga that will start with the first expansion called The War Within, which travels into the depths of Azeroth, and you're going to meet a new Earthen class, which I guess they said is going to be an allied race that you can play as. The second expansion is goes back into the old world in Quel'Thalas, and is going to be called Midnight. And then the third expansion is going to be called The Last Titan, which takes place back in Northrend, and will feature the return of the Mighty Titans. And it's supposed to be... All three expansions are supposed to be telling one big story. So it's like one massive expansion, but three separate expansions. I lost all interest in World of Warcraft when Cataclysm hit completely. And But the new one, the dragon, was actually kind of fun. I played it for about three months and lost interest. But yeah, World of Warcraft is... I don't know. I'm not going to say anything negative about it right now. I'm, I'm kind of curious... <laughs> Of the direction it's going to take now that there's new leadership involved. Because it'll either get better or it'll tank. <laughs> I mean, those are really the only two options. They, they've been tanking for a long time. They have been it. tanking for a while. Um, it's been a while. Like, everyone thought Diablo was finally going to be the, the big game, and then that one disappointed even... But they've done a pretty decent job with some of their later work, their later WoW things... Like, I have been really enjoying the... I've put quite a bit of time into the WoW Classic servers. They came out with the WoW Heart, the, the Hardcore server, which was kind of cool. And I played that for a little while. That was that was kind of fun. Um, and they all... Speaking of WoW Classic, they had two really big announcements for WoW Classic at BlizzCon as well. One of which was Cataclysm Classic. Yeah, not excited no about that. No one wants. No one wanted. Nope. But they had to keep going, I guess. They couldn't just stop at Wrath of the Lich King. Well, um, the dev that I knew from World of Warcraft was telling me that they were heavily thinking about taking it to an alternate timeline, which would have been the right move. Yeah. It would have been, yeah. It would have been awesome if they would have done something like that. Um, but they still might. There's still hope. Who knows? But they also made sure to put the little caveat on Cataclysm Classic of the hashtag some changes because they are going to make some changes to it. Not they sure what. They need to make some big changes to it. Yeah, they're, they're, they are adding some things. I wasn't... I, I I won't say I hated Cataclysm. I really... One of my favorite raids in all of World of Warcraft was the Firelands raid. I really enjoyed that raid. Um, and I really liked the battle pets and stuff that they added in. <laughs> they... When they, added, fan, yeah, when they like, added Pokemon to it, I was just like, you got to be kidding me. And then they, they ruined the class system. Yeah. I never I never made it to the first raid. 
I quit before then. Oh, you never got to see Firelands? Didn't care to. Firelands was so much fun. And then to get to fight Ragnaros again, that was just... I really enjoyed I, it. I don't know. The, the I like Classic. Um, Wrath of the Witch King is great. However, I anything past that, even with uh, retail version, I don't... Play That's it what that a often. lot of people, a lot of like true WoW fans say it. Everything pretty much past Wrath of the Lich King. Bleh. Yeah, I've tried various expansions. Well, I tried Pandas for all of a month and said nope. <laughs> I like I like their um, Dragon one, the mo- uh, the recent Dragon one they released. Dragonflight. I actually do. I it do like Dragonflight. Do you know why it became why it was good? Is they went started going back towards original WoW, especially with the classes. Mm-hmm. I agree. I wasn't. I don't know if I was a huge fan of the new class, but all the other classes I yeah. really, really enjoyed. Um, but then the second announcement for Classic is the one that intrigues me the most. It's something so different that I, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. I'm already saying that now. I'm going to play it and I'm going to check it out just to see what it is. But they announced a new vanilla Classic server called the season of discovery which will have a level cap of 25 at start they're adding a whole new system into the game where you can learn skills from other classes and then bind those skills to your armor so you can basically build your own custom class kind of like what we do on our minecraft server hey were they playing my server kind of but not really because (laughs) like you could take for instance, one of the examples they gave is you could be a warlock that tanks. Yeah. Or you could be a mage that heals. Oh, so they're doing Elder Scrolls Online then. They're kind of... See, they have this server. It's an emulation server called Project Ascension that's been mm-hmm. really popular for several years. Yeah, I've heard of it. basically the same kind of system. And they're kind of taking that and, and incorporating it themselves. And the way they're doing it seems pretty interesting to me because it's not like... You can just take the warlock class and add a, a taunt to it, but you can also add a group heal or a priest bubble or whatever skills you learn and you want to bind to your gear, you can add. And they're kind of doing this so that, like, the way they explained it is, like, if you're running with a group of friends and you guys are kind of light on heals, you can switch things around and these skills are changeable so that you're not locked into them. So you can switch things around, move your skills around and fill a healer role today for the group if you want. Yeah, that's what but ESO without does. Without having to make a new character. That's what ESO does. Like, you're able to switch from any of the roles at any time. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played ESO in a while. But on ESO, are you still... Do you still have your main character, though? Yeah. So what I'm saying is, like, if you if you play a mage, and you're a hardcore mage in your group... And you could switch your role to healer, but are you still a mage at the same time? And you can still do your mage damage, but also throw heals? Yeah, like the classes, it's all based on the, the classes. Like Dragon Knight, every class can be any of the archetypes. From caster to range DPS, melee DPS, tank, or healer. But can they be them at the same time? Yes. Oh, that's cool. I haven't played ESO, so I don't know. That's why I'm asking so many questions. Yeah, it's but, and it, it's it's open world, so you can pretty much go anywhere and do anything you want. It's not like where you have to go to these certain zones for these level caps. It's pretty much go anywhere and do any quest that you feel like you want to do. Well, you can do that in World of Warcraft now, too. There's no... Now. Yeah, now you can. 
but you couldn't in vanilla, so you won't be able to on this server. But another thing they they're also doing is because level cap is twenty five, they're making they're taking at the beginning the Black Fathom Deeps, which is one of the first main dungeons you do. Like, well, it's probably like the third or fourth. Yeah, yeah, it's like that. They're completely revamping it and making it into a 10-man raid dungeon. See, this I like. This I can get behind. And all of their their end-game raiding and stuff is going to be 10-man instead of the, the standard 25 or 10. It's all going to be 10-man. And they're revamping some of the old dungeons to be raids. They're not, they said they're not just changing the boss and making it have more hit points, and they're actually making it a raid and putting in raid mechanics throughout the entire dungeon revamping the whole thing, adding all new loot, like raid loot and stuff. And then after a couple months, they said they would raise the level cap up to like 35, make another dungeon. And at the end of their presentation, they had a couple screenshots of different dungeons pop up. They had like Scarlet Monastery and and, and Black um, uh, Blackrock Deeps and stuff pop up. They're like, oh wait, those aren't supposed to be there. So those are like, Scarlet Monastery will probably be your next raid tier. And then after that'll be... You know, Blackrock Deeps and stuff, but I was re- I'm really intrigued by that, and I think uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. I'm going to give it a shot. And the, the biggest thing that really threw me for a loop, though, is that they said, "And we're not going to do any type of public testing on this." And oh, everybody's yeah, yeah. Like, everybody's like, "What the heck?" And they're like, "Because it comes out on November 30th," and it's like, mm-hmm. "Whoa! How did they keep this <laughs> secret <laughs> for so long?" And then all of a sudden, say, "Hey, guess what? It's coming out in a couple weeks." Another. That's actually pretty good to keep a secret that long. Yeah, yeah. leaking it until just before launch. That's pretty awesome. Um, and then in other news, uh, Overwatch is also adding a new hero. It's a Samoan named Maugua, who looks suspiciously like Maui from the movie Moana. <laughs> when I say suspiciously, I mean he has the tattoos and He's everything. Exactly like him. Yeah. A couple of my roommates are like that because they actually play Overwatch. Yeah. Uh, Hearthstone announced this next major expansion. It's called Showdown in the Badlands. Heard of it. They, they do an expansion like two or three times a year. Yeah, they do. Yeah, the problem I have with Hearthstone is every time they release an expansion, they also change the season, which means you got to pay 20 bucks to unlock all the goodies again. I'm like, that's a money yeah. grab at this point. It's really all those hard cards that you spent the money on to get before become obsolete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just like Magic the Gathering, basically. Yep. And then interested. Uh, you're interested in what? I'm interested in what you're about to talk about. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Another thing that kind of intrigued me is that Diablo also announced that they're coming out with a tabletop D&D type game. And the first like main book for it is coming out like fall of 2024. So it's going to be a Diablo based D&D type game. It's, it's all going to depend like how they do the mechanics. That could be very, very cool. Or, you know, like typical Blizzard fashion, be a flop. Right. We'll and see. then also, also they announced the release and a, a couple trailers and stuff for the Warcraft Rumble game, which came out during BlizzCon, and that was pretty awesome. So uh, that, game s- is, that game is an example of one that they've done well. It is, that game is, is addictively fun. Well, the problem I have yeah. with those mobile games is they're all too similar it's rinse and repeat and just change the cover on some of those battle games yeah but See, this one, blizzard's every been, level is different which yeah. is kind of cool blizzard's been like, really really well known for their copycat mentality for the their newest ips for the last like three or four mm-hmm. this, 
this game kind of reminds me of like if you were to take Clash Royale and how you play it and mix it with the variety of maps with like League of Legends. Every map is very different. You have different objectives to get through it. And I mean, ultimately, your goal is to kill the guy at the end. But like, I don't know. It's really well done. Uh, the different heroes I've found so far are really good. They're all different. They all have a lot of uniqueness to them. So I'm enjoying it so far. So it's, here's it's my take cool. on Blizzard. The outside, I've play, dabbled in World of Warcraft cold. and all of those. <laughs> <laughs> but they only have one game series that I actually really, really like, and that's the StarCraft series. That's I, the only one they did not announce something for this year, <laughs> StarCraft. I don't know. Yeah. I've always been pretty big into the Warcraft series. I've always been pretty big into um, the Diablo series. Ever since yeah. they, they destroyed World Warcraft. of Warcraft, I've kind of lost all faith in in Blizzard and I recently got very excited for Diablo 4 because I enjoyed the fixed version of Diablo 3 very much. And it was a letdown. It was yeah. a, a big letdown. So I, I've kind of lost all faith in that company. And ever since they got acquired by um, Activision, it's just been a money grab. And they've just been pretty much pushing out garbage. So I'm hoping well, they turn around. I really am. But yeah, I'm hoping Microsoft now that they got to I was going to say, I'm hoping now that Microsoft acquired them, that kind of flips them around the other but, direction. Well, let's bit. be honest. Blizzard isn't the main reason Microsoft acquired Activision Blizzard. No. <laughs> Call of Duty is the main reason they activated. Big time. Acquired them. Call of, Call of Duty and World of Warcraft are the main reasons they acquired it because, World, like it or not, World of Warcraft still brings in a crap ton of money. Not near they as much as they used to. Them. They're actually ranked like in the pretty low on the records of the, the lists. And I was looking at it from player base wise. They were like number five or six. It might be third again after that dragon, but nah, they haven't been doing so hot and they are publicly traded and they do release their information every year, every quarter. But anyway, we are almost near the end of the episode and we have not even gotten into our main topic yet. <laughs> yeah, we better. So better the cons, we got 15, 20 minutes. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into this. So the big gaming cons from, well, one of them is no longer a big one. So we're going to talk about that one really quick. And that's E3. So E3 used to be just about the inter the um, entertainment expo for video games. It was just con a convention for video game developers and press. Mm -hmm. It wasn't, the general public was not allowed for many, many years until about eight years ago when they started opening up general public. I went a couple times but as a dev, and I got to go there, and it was very, very cool, very exciting. But I, they just kind of flopped off the face of the earth. Ever since COVID hit, they completely shut down, and they have not been back. Yeah, I think um, with the way games are shown on or advertised and stuff and the popularity of Internet these days, E3 was really redundant. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can see that. I mean, a lot of them, people like all these industry leaders have been going to GamesCon instead, mm -hmm. which is oh, by yeah. which is by far the biggest gaming convention in the world. And that's held in Germany. Yeah. If you want to buy a ticket to go to Germany, then GamesCon is yeah. where you want wow. to well, well, let's add up the entire cost, not just the ticket to Germany, but you also got to buy a passport. <laughs> the pass of the con, which is stupid expensive. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest hotel. cons, yeah, and hotel. The biggest cons here in the U.S. are the PAX. In particular, yeah. PAX West and PAX East. They do have a PAX South, but that one's not near as big as West. They do not. According to PAX's website, it's PAX West, PAX East, PAX Australia, and PAX Unplugged. Well, they had a PAX South. <laughs> Probably stopped that in COVID. Um, Probably. But I, I, PAX West used to, be, used to be called PAX Prime. That was where the original PAX convention all began in Seattle. And it, mm-hmm. it, it's the biggest gaming convention for the players. It's not for the industry, like GamesCon E3. It's for the players. Mm-hmm. So a lot of major companies showcase their up-and-coming titles and hardware at these cons. In particular, PAX West. Like I said, held in usually at the end of August every year. And I, next year, it's August 30th, which I'm hoping that the three of us will go. That'd be awesome. I have friends up there, so it's not hard for me to find a place to stay. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been to PAX Prime, a.k.a. PAX West, four times. Loved it every single time. I uh, went to PAX East three times out in Boston, which is their second biggest convention, which is actually PAX East is starting to get as big as West, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's usually held in the in the late fall, early mm-hmm. winter. They changed it. It's now in spring. Okay, so they changed it to spring. So I'm getting all kinds of mess up from my experience. <laughs> it used to be late fall, early spring. I or, think no, they no, did no. that so they no, don't No, it was late winter, early spring when we did it. That's right. Yeah, because PAX East this year was March 23rd. So I was going to Boston for my last podcasting company years ago for PAX East. And I was flying from Buffalo, New York. And they it happened to hit Blizzard hit, which is no shocker in Buffalo, that <laughs> night. And so they shut down all flights. And I had to be there in four hours for a meet and greet. So I wound up getting these three other people going to PAX East at the same time. We rented a car together and drove through the blizzard from Buffalo, New York to Boston that night. And I made it with 10 minutes to spare. Nice. Oh, wow. That would be awesome for us to get uh, invited to one of the PAXs. Oh, yeah. Oh, it would be so much fun with you guys. It would be amazing. (laughs) But I highly recommend PAXs, but they are hard to get tickets for and they are well worth it. If you go, go for Friday or Saturday. That's where all the big announcements occur. And that's when the most, like the best um, panels occur. I actually want to check out Gen Con one of these days, but it's really hard to get their tickets. It's hard with all of these, really. Yeah. These big ones in particular. Um, yeah, I actually dropped the ball. I didn't realize because I was so focused on BlizzCon and everything, I didn't realize that this weekend was the Grand Rapids Comic Con. <laughs> and that's like two hours from me. And I I would have went had I known. I, I 100% would have been there all weekend. But. We we wouldn't be doing our other show justice if we didn't talk about QuakeCon, which is Bethesda's yearly convention. Oh, of um, yeah, and I'm really, really, really hoping that we get invited to go to that one this this next year. That'd be absolutely awesome. Well, where does that we one take s- place? Yeah, That's, where does that take place? <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> it's the one I did not write down for. Where is our famous knowledge of uh, the internet? Google, don't let me down. QuakeCon is Grapevine, Texas, is where it was this year. So, yeah. like, kind of in the middle between a, <laughs> where you guys are and where I am. Yeah. Actually, it's probably pretty even, too. I think QuakeCon <laughs> originated in Bethesda, Maryland, where Bethesda is located. And they've been doing it at different places periodically. 
Yeah, I definitely want to go to that one. That one that one would be a lot of fun. And since we do a whole show based off of one <laughs> of their games, it would be amazing. Now let's talk about the Comic Cons, the big boys. Those incorporate everything that we encompass on this show. And the biggest or considered and the biggest or considered the best in the world is by far San Diego Comic Con. It's mm-hmm. the Comic Con. And those are usually in that this this next year is in July. Yeah. From what I understand, tickets are going on sale later this month. Uh, right now, tickets for returning uh, people are on sale right now. Their website still shows the general admission tickets will be to be determined. Yeah, and usually they hit them pretty quick, and you have exactly one hour to buy them because they, they are sold sell. out. Yeah. I remember going when I was like in sixth grade. I went to the San Diego Comic-Con once, and it was a blast. I was able to remember it from sixth grade, so it just tells you how good it was. Me and Widget are going to the L.A. Comic-Con on December 1st through the 3rd, if I remember to buy the tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we went last year, and it was absolutely fun. So if you guys happen to go be in L.A. and go to the Comic-Con, say hi to us. (laughs) Yeah. We'll be rolling around. This is where having t-shirts to say raw and nerdy would be awesome. Right? You should have them by then. Raw and nerdy with Starfield Raw. <laughs> you should have them by then. That'll yeah, be awesome. I'm working on it. I'm working Completely on it. At least hours, show. At least I, hours. So. I didn't realize they had 126,000 attendees last year. Yeah. Man, for uh, being one of the quote-unquote smaller cons, they beat out Fanex on almost all of theirs. They're really not one of the smaller cons. They're just not as highly recognized as some of the ones on the list. True. It's LA, man. Come on. <laughs> True. <laughs> and we, yeah, I mean, we, it took us forever to get parking. I mean, yes, it's, L- it it's LA. There's usually 120,000 people on the five on any given day. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> or the 10 or 405. Oh, forget it. Now, this uh, time we're going to go early enough to actually be able to get parking. Yeah, because that was a disaster. Yeah, so I had to pee so hard. Yeah, right. Before, and then you should be good. Walk to the well, nearest hotel. The only reason why it would make sense to get a hotel this year, uh, the only reason why we didn't is because we only had a one-day ticket, and I live an hour and a half from downtown L.A. Yeah. Traffic getting to L.A. wasn't bad. It was literally trying to find a place to park. Yeah, which was bad. I was not expecting that. But every Comic-Con I've, or any Game Con or Comic-Con I've done, I've always like Ubered in or taxied mm-hmm. in from a hotel. So, yeah, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. I should have figured it was going to be, though. Um, the other big ones that one of the biggest pop culture cons they, they talk about a lot, they, so they call themselves, but it is by far Comic-Con and probably one of the best places for um, cosplay in the world is Dragon Con. I've never seen so much cosplay than there. And they have like videos of it every year and pictures of them every year. It's crazy. And that's held in Atlanta, Georgia. And that's going to be coming October 20... No, that's not October. September. Beginning of September in 2024. They haven't actually announced the official dates yet. But according to last year, it was August 31st to September 3rd, I think. That's interesting. I've never actually heard of that one until you brought it up to me. I've heard of it. I've heard of it because of all the cosplay and stuff like that. A lot of 
like the cosplay pictures and stuff I've seen have are, are always tagged Dragon Con on them. So they have a lot of professional cosplay competitions that occur during Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. So you'll see some of the best and, and the sexiest. I'm, I'm just gonna throw that out there, but you know. <laughs> Uh, another big one is Fan X, which is one I've never been to. I've only heard of it here and there, and that's it held in Dallas, Texas. And that's going to be in June of 2024. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know much really about it, though. I have, like I said, I, I've only heard about piece of it, piece of big pieces here and there, and I can't talk. So I, I just don't have any information to give you guys. It's literally... It's a it's a comic it's a con for fans of everything. Makes sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 reminds, it reminds me of another Gen Con, but more so uh, everything pop culture. The second biggest actual Comic Con though is in New York City. Surprise, surprise. And I've been to New York Comic Con. It is insane. It was mind-blowingly insane, and I think I got, like, three or four strains of the flu in the day I was there. That makes sense. Yeah, and when you go to PAX, it's funny because everyone talks about the PAX box. It's a real thing. I've been sick every time after PAX. West or East, it didn't matter. Every time I got sick. I mean, you got that many people packed in such a small place. And we got controllers constantly being used or keyboard mice. Yeah. Germs are flying everywhere. Yeah. Sounds like I'll have a great time. I if, if anybody in the town in the town I live in gets sick, somehow I end up sick. So you're gonna have yeah. like a full body suit on. You're gonna have automatic Hazmat. dispensers for uh, hand sanitizer all the time. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna cosplay in a hazmat suit, and then Can I'll you be use good my controller. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I was actually a the primary. St- guest for the star guest for a little comic a little uh, comic con in buffalo look outside of buffalo uh lock one i think but um it's called little con and i was going to be their primary guest their star guest back in 2018 but yeah my son's graduation was the same time and i couldn't go i was looking priorities. for that picture yeah priorities my son's definitely the priority there's no way exactly yeah for sure so yeah that's um Anything else you guys want to talk about on the, on the convention side? Yeah, what's this uh, one in Japan? Oh, oh yeah. You forgot uh, that one. <laughs> Comiket. It's in Japan. It's um, home of the anime and is primarily focused around manga in Japan called pop culture, but awfully, uh, also is considered like Japan's premier comic con. And it's one of the bigger ones worldwide. And they do it twice a year, which is interesting about it. Let me see. Give it straight here. August and December are the two times they do it. So not too far apart, but not but close enough together towards. Yeah, and they do a little bit different yeah. things for each section. So it's kind of like a six-day convention. That's a lot of Comic-Con. And it takes mm-hmm. up, like, a large portion of Tokyo. So that'd be pretty cool to see. But, yeah, I guess that's going to be it for today's show, guys. I am Joe the Widget. And you can follow <laughs> you can follow the show um, on Twitter, or a.k.a. X, at PodcastRaw. You can email us with anything you want, questions, comments, concerns, anything you want us to hear hear us talk about, podcastraw at gmail.com. And as yeah, always, yeah, go ahead. Don't get confused. We are raw podcasts, but that was taken. Yeah, so you got to do <laughs> podcasts raw. And it's always plural, by the way, podcasts. We do more than one. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can find our Discord, discord.gg forward slash raw podcasts. 
to come in. Say hi. And if you get bored during the week and want something else to listen to, we also do another podcast, as he just mentioned, called Starfield Raw, which you can also find wherever you found this one. Yep. Like and you can <laughs> follow us individually on Twitter as well. I'm at the widget W I G I T. I am at Rook two one three, and I am at the Archon six zero six. Keep up with that nerdy this week, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, everybody, stay nerdy. Have a great week, guys. Let's get down and nerdy.